1: Welcome to the Bamboo Pastors Podcast, a podcast that explores the joys and challenges of being an English-speaking pastor in a Chinese church. I'm Jalen Chan, and I'm here with my co-host John Mon. Hey, everyone. Together, we host the Bamboo Pastors Podcast. We're glad that you're here with us. Come on in and have a seat at the table.
0: All right, Jalen. Oh man, I can't believe it. This is our first week back after a long uh break from recording this podcast. It's so yes. good to see you. Uh how has your summer been? Man, I can't believe it's been three months since we've done this. It definitely feels like feels like you know we have to shake off some rust as we're doing this, but I'm excited to be doing it. How yeah, how have you been? Yeah,
1: I've been doing really well. Uh as you know, I had a sabbatical over the summer, I had three months off, and so uh that was that was really good we'll talk about that in a little bit um but yeah we got to see you in person you stopped in uh the chicago area and so we got to hang out a little bit and have some food and you got to hang out with our family and so that was really good um but yeah definitely way too way too fast just the summer itself was way too fast um, this week, our kids started school again, and my wife is the school nurse at the school that they go to. And so it has just been like a whirlwind this week. It's just been crazy. And so, uh, you know, I've been driving back and forth to school, dropping people off, picking people up, uh, and it's just been exhausting. And so I know, you know, all those parents, uh, I think when, when parents are hearing this now, um, you know, they'll probably have a few weeks under their belt with school, but it's exhausting, man. And uh, so, yeah, after, after sabbatical, just jumped right back into ministry stuff, and then back into school, and it's like uh, I'm so exhausted. I'm ready for another. I'm ready for another break already. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, it was it was it was good, and um, I am excited to be back doing the podcast. We're ready for this next. I don't know. We're calling it the season two, right? I guess. I guess. so. Yeah. yeah. So excited for season two. We're excited to to have some uh, some familiar guests on guests we've had before but also some new guests and uh we've been connecting with some new people over the summer and yep. so i'm really excited about some upcoming people that we've got for the pod and uh yeah really looking forward to that and really looking forward to getting back into the rhythm because i do feel like as you said we gotta shake off the rust here a little bit might be a little bit turbulent but we'll get through <laughs> it and so nothing that the magic of editing can't fix
0: oh for sure <laughs> uh how have you been how, how's uh, how's summer That was good. Yeah, like you said, I I saw you actually, I don't know if you even remember this, because this probably feels like a really long time ago. But we I stopped by both at the beginning of your sabbatical and at the end of sabbatical. So that's right. I had two trips to Chicago this summer. So it was pretty great. Uh, Really enjoyed time with my family. um, Served at uh, a summer youth camp that all, you know, both of us have served at uh, for many years. And our guest tonight's also served there. And so um yeah it was just a, it was a good time really really enjoyed the yeah just the joy of watching god at work at that camp um always love going there it, it was a ministry that had a big impact in my life as a high schooler and so i love going back to just revisit the spots where the lord met me but things are good here um you know i feel like all summer ministry just kind of been rolling as we've been regathered um just this past sunday I uh, preached in our English congregation, but uh, a little unique, I guess, is that I team preached with two of our interns. So it was their first time preaching. We kind of did this, um, yeah, team preach. I don't know how to explain it other than we just basically took turns preaching the same sermon, worked on it together, prepared together. And so it was really great to just mentor them and walk with them through the, the sermon crafting uh, process. And, yeah, I, I, I felt like it, it went pretty well. So that's yeah, been a good week.
1: Yeah. And you know, as you said, we've had full summers. And, uh, you know, one of, the, one of the things that you mentioned was that camp that you served at. Um, and that's, that's a camp that, you know, I fondly remember, you know, both having been a camper and, uh, and a counselor at and, and having had the privilege of, of speaking at as well. And so that's, that's something that, you know, I will always have a special place in my heart for that camp. And I know that you've done a great job serving there. Our guest actually, um, it has been part of that camp as well. And, um, uh, we're excited to have him on Pearson Lau, uh, who is the English pastor at Trinity grace church in Highland park, Illinois. Mm-hmm. He's been on the podcast twice already. And so he's, he's already a pro at this. Uh, he, he doesn't need any extra introduction, but he knows that we love him. He's a good friend of ours. And he is actually so gracious to join us. He is currently on sabbatical and he still has a, a little bit more to go, right? And so uh, we're, we're thankful that he's here with us. I just finished my sabbatical. John, you had a sabbatical not too long ago last year. And so we thought, what a, what a way to start the next season than with a talk about sabbatical. And so uh, we'll kind of share three different perspectives, Pearson from inside sabbatical now, me having just finished the sabbatical, and then John, you kind of a, a little further removed from, from sabbatical. This is a good way for us to have a good conversation. So not so much of an interview style like we usually do, but more of a conversation between the three of us. I thought
0: that would be a good way for us to, uh, to talk about sabbaticals. For our listeners who may be unfamiliar with the, the concept, uh, a sabbatical is Oftentimes given to a pastor uh, to give them a season of rest. Um, oftentimes, but not always, uh, it is at the end of maybe six years. And then in the seventh year, they might take a short six-month or three-month uh, or even year-long sabbatical. And the idea, I, I think, generally is is for rest. But I actually wanted to ask you guys, um, you know, what was the process of getting the sabbatical like? Because I know some churches, they just automatically give it, they're really on top of that. And in other places, sometimes you even have to like ask or fight for sabbatical. So what was that like for you
2: too? First of all, thanks for having me back. It's it's good to see you guys again and to to be part of this important ministry. I know a lot of people have been blessed by what you guys have been doing and the kind of conversations that have been had on this platform. So uh, man, it's just an honor and a privilege to, to be back and to be part of it. Um, for me, our bylaws actually have sabbaticals uh, written in it for pastoral staff. So at the end of six years, uh, you're allotted six months of sabbatical time, which can be taken at your discretion. Uh, you can push it back. Uh, for me, I kind of had a really interesting journey. When I was due for sabbatical, there was some staff turnover at my church, which caused me then Um, to change positions. Um, And at that time, that would have been just the worst uh, possible time to have taken my sabbatical, adjusting to a a new ministry, getting to build new leaders, getting new um, ideas and uh, new initiatives uh, rolling. And so I delayed my sabbatical. Uh, Then finally, when I felt it was ready, uh, COVID hit. And so I delayed my sabbatical even more, given how, you know, all of us Um, in our various positions had to struggle with what it meant uh, for us and how our churches were going to adapt and how our ministry was going to adapt. And so at that point, I I pushed it back again. And then finally, um, my my lead pastor called me into his office and was like, brother, you need to take your sabbatical. And then i just kind of smiled and he said no don't smile i'm criticizing you right now i'm like <laughs> okay <laughs> he said and secretly if you don't take yours i can't take mine yet because i already took mine like six years ago and i can't take mine again until you take yours because you've been here for about 10 years now and i said okay uh, you, you've convinced me at that point and so um yeah that's that's what sabbatical was like for me it was actually a lot of our lay leaders a lot of our Congregants encouraging me to to take it. Um, some of them, were uh, just I mean, we have the greatest congregation. Um, some of them were were very uncertain um, what the church was going to be like uh, with me gone. Uh, but they, you know, they had prayed about it. They felt convicted from God to to really encourage me to to pull the trigger and and finally take a rest. That's
1: awesome. I think that's that's really important to have a congregation and to have leadership behind you. It sounds like you had that with your with the senior pastor, with the congregation behind you. Um, you know, for me, it was, uh, a little bit different. Um, I I am the first pastor in our church's 50 year history to get a sabbatical. And, um, uh, so the conversation around that was a little bit challenging at first, uh, particularly with the Chinese ministry. And, And I would assume that's probably, uh, true for a lot of Chinese churches. Um, because there is this mentality of, you know, pastors are our uh, servants and they just put their head down and do the work and just keep working. And so there is certainly for us as as Chinese in in our culture there is that that work ethic, that strong work ethic that tells us to keep pushing, to keep pressing on. You know, even in the in the midst of feeling tired, feeling overwhelmed, feeling frustrated, whatever it is, you just keep your head down and you just keep going. And, and of course there there's some there's some good to that, right? But there's a lot, also a lot of negative and unhealthy habits from that. And I think so, you know, that that kind of carries over into, into ministry life. And so uh, for our church, it was a little bit challenging at first. Uh, our congregation was a little bit more, the English congregation was a little bit more open to it. I spent a lot of time, you know, kind of teaching our congregation what it was, helping our board understand really biblical principles about it. Uh, also using other Chinese churches as examples of, Hey, this church does it. So maybe we should think about it as well. Uh, and, and, you know, for the Chinese congregation is a little bit, a little bit different, um, had, had to do a little bit of teaching, but also had it also had to be a little bit more firm as far as saying, you know, this is something that, that we believe to be biblical. And so we, we're going to press forward with this and uh, we would hope that you would extend that the same sort of policy to, um, you know, our, our Chinese pastors, Uh, so it was, it was a little bit different for us. It it took some time. And, you know, even in the last few months, as I've been on sabbatical and talking to other, uh, you know, Chinese church pastors, um, I've had a a number of them say, man, I, I, you know, I never took a sabbatical. I never got that opportunity. You know, some older pastors were like, you know, in all the years that I did ministry, I never got a sabbatical. And so, uh, some were, some were saying it out of a little bit of jealousy, maybe, and some were just like cheering, cheering us on and saying, Hey, that's, that's great because we're, you know, you're really pushing the, the church forward in that. And so, um, yeah, I was, I was encouraged to hear that. But how about for you, John, what was the process like for you getting in, getting a sabbatical?
0: Yeah, I think similar to Pearson at my previous church, uh, in Wheaton, we had, some guidelines for a sabbatical that were um, built into our, if not our church bylaws, at at the very least it was you know uh, an approved guideline for the church. And so other pastors before me had taken sabbaticals, but similar to Pearson, when I was originally planning to go on mine back probably around 2017, we went from like a semi-full staff to to me being the only one on staff within a course of like two months actually in one weekend we went from three staff to me by myself and so you know similar to pearson that was just not an opportune time for me to also go on uh, a short break and so i I felt like well i there needs to be some stability here at church when we're in a very unstable time Uh, and so i delayed my sabbatical but one of the things that i really appreciate about that church is that they were so gracious when i felt the Lord was calling me to move on to something new. And so I had like submitted my resignation uh, with no real expectation that they had to honor that sabbatical um, because i had skipped it, you know, two years before. Uh, But the church said, you know, even though we know that you will not come back at the end of this sabbatical, we still want to, we want to bless you as you go and honor this season of rest that, you know, that we feel is, would be good for you. And so when I, when I like left the church finished active ministry, it was like September. And then for six months I was on a, a sabbatical as a gift from the church. And so that was, yeah, that was life-giving for me because it gave me time to kind of decompress from ministry a little bit and then seek the Lord for what was next.
2: And that really takes a, a kingdom perspective, you know, to, to be able to enable you to do that. because they you're not just seeing you as like the pastor at our church, they're seeing you as a pastor, regardless of whether or not you stay here, we know that God has ordained seasons of rest. And we want to enable you to continue to do that, you know, to further his kingdom work, whether it's here or somewhere else. That's pretty awesome.
1: I was going to ask for you guys going into sabbatical, like what was what was the purpose? Was there a particular goal that you had in mind as you were entering into sabbatical?
2: Uh, yeah, for me, um, I had uh, applied for a sabbatical grant through a nonprofit organization. And even though I did not get the grant, um, what that actually made me do was like sit down and, and think long and hard about that exact question. Uh, what do I want this sabbatical to be about? And what should it be about? And do those two things align? Um, a resource that really helped me uh, was a book called The uh, Clergy Renewal by Bullock and uh but it was interesting in that um, for a lot of people, when they think sabbatical, they think, Oh, it's an opportunity for me to do more coursework. Uh, it's an opportunity for me to develop myself as a pastor. And I think in our Asian mindset, that means more work, right? Um, how are you going to work differently this time to advance yourself professionally so that when you return to the church, you're going to be all that more of a pastor, given the new skills that you have developed. Um, And what this book had really argued for was like, it's, it's good to slow down uh, to think about that word sabbatical and regain the biblical concept of Sabbath and how that's a rhythm that God has worked into nature, how God had worked into the life of the Israelites, um, showing our need for rest, showing our need for renewal as people um, and even the land itself, right? Um, the land needing that time to to regain its fallow ground uh, for replanting again. And so, yeah, I, if you wanted to, if I wanted to boil it down to one word, it really would be renewal.
0: Hey, just just so that for our listeners, because you mentioned it earlier, um, I'm guessing that 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 sabbatical grant that you applied for was that through the Lilly uh, Foundation or something? Yeah. Maybe you can explain more about that, because I think that there would be a lot of pastors who, if they're entering into sabbatical or or see one on the horizon, knowing about this this grant that will support you and your church as you go on sabbatical would be a helpful thing.
2: Yeah, um, it's a grant provided by the Lilly uh, Foundation. Um, And so if you just, I mean, if you just put that into the Google search bar, Lilly Foundation Clergy, um, it'll probably come up as the first hit. It's a grant where they basically provide you um, monetary resources to do some of the things that perhaps you would not have been able to do. You know, things that when you're thinking strategically about your sabbatical, as to what would refresh you, what would renew you. But you know, I really don't have the the money to be able to do that. They they would be able to provide that for you. At the same time, they provide your church um, with money to either hire outside speakers. Or even hire an interim pastor, depending on the needs of the congregation. I mean, regardless of whether or not you get the grant, I think the work into the application was actually super profitable because um, it took a lot of it took a lot of intention. It took a lot of collaboration with other um, church leaders as well, because um, it made you talk with them about your sabbatical as you filled out this application together um so yeah I I didn't get the grant and like people were kind of bummed for that I was like no it was it was great like I mean I it would be nice to have that you know that money as an added resource Uh, but the plans that I had for my sabbatical were not you know that taxing uh, monetarily either so it wasn't a big deal for me Um, but just the opportunity to sit down with other church leaders um, to think to have a time and space to think strategically about the sabbatical um, that was all given through that application process through the uh, Lily foundation grant. So yeah, if, if any listeners are interested in that um, I definitely recommend you to, to look that up. It'll help you make the most out of the time.
0: Yeah. I think for me, like, like again, because my sabbatical came in this weird limbo season where I didn't have another job lined up on the other end and but I had left uh, my previous church. And so I really went into sabbatical with the purpose of rest, you know, like you said, to just, you know, in many ways decompress after 12 years of ministry in the same place. I had to like, I think I had to learn what it looked like to not be serving at that church, you know, and it took probably at least, it took at least a month to do it. And then probably a month plus leaving the country for three months in order to fully grasp, like kind of being away from ministry. but. It was it was so good for me. I think on a personal level, like I said, you know, I, I spent three months of that six month sabbatical in Hong Kong, and that was intentional, partly to to see friends and family over there, uh, enjoy a little bit of a vacation. But um, I think for a, a self growth purpose, I went to work on my Cantonese, and you know, I've grown up speaking it at at home, but had very little uh, ability to speak like church vocabulary, and so I went to Hong Kong for 3 months and just sat in like chapel services at a local seminary, went to multiple church services, talked to pastor friends and Chinese tutor and that was one of kind of a personal goal during during my sabbatical that that I really really enjoyed. And then towards the end of it, I think there was also a goal of finding a new job. So Jalen, what about you?
1: Yeah, Pearson, you said renewal. John, you said rest. Uh, I guess I got to find an R word to go with with this to keep the theme Recreation. going. <laughs> Recreation. Yeah, <I'm> <laughs> uh, I, I think one of the words that I would use for mine is actually reflection. Um, and, and, the, and the term that I wanted to use with my congregation was celebratory reflection. And it was to look back on just the faithfulness and the goodness of God over the past season of ministry that he had allowed me to have. And, um, just seeing the fruit that was born, seeing the foundation that was being laid and to be reminded that this was not my work, right. That this was all God doing it. And you know, I I think back to just even, you know, God in creation taking a Sabbath, right. His Sabbath was not for rest so much but at you know but to reflect and to think back and to see how good his work was right and for me to be reminded that uh, whatever ministry fruit whatever uh, ministry success uh, that i was a part of was really the work of god Um, and and so being able to think back on that and then to celebrate and praise god for it Uh, and so i'm thankful that that was something um, that god took me on i spent you know, I wanted to spend the first month or so just rehearsing uh, and, and recounting the things that God had done and being able to uh, remind myself and then remind my family, uh, look what God has done. Look what God has done. And um, some of these things I want to take back to our congregation, to our church and to say, uh, let's be reminded about what God has done. And um, that was a really that was a really um, healthy First part of the sabbatical for me, and so that was that was one of the one of the things that I wanted to do going into the sabbatical.
2: I think it's a little sad how uh, you know, even though we're not creating a sermon outline or something of that nature, we still had three very nice, you know, <laughs> <laughs> points illiterate. for our listeners. Three underrated
1: points.
0: <laughs> yes, yeah. Anyone that wants to use that in a sermon, feel free. Just uh, <laughs> oh. make sure you give us credit for it. <laughs> Give us a little shout out. Tell people to listen to the podcast. Were, were there any um, specific activities or things that you did during sabbatical that were particularly life-giving for you that really kind of stood out?
2: Um, for me, one of the huge blessings was travel. Uh, I spent a long time in Southern California seeing my family. I drove up north from SoCal to visit John in NorCal. was there for about a week. And um, yeah, that was... That was um I mean similar to what John felt in Hong Kong it was like a weird time where i realized like wait like i'm not a pastor right now like there's something to my identity besides being a pastor cuz i'm in a place where like nobody knows me well except my family but my family they don't see me as a pastor they saw me growing up as a kid and you know they just see you for for you and not the title or not your not your job or, or not even their calling they just kind of see you um and so at that time it was a opportunity i think to to take a look at kind of the foundation of like look before i'm a pastor i'm a christian and i think i've forgotten that over the years of serving in ministry that how i lead uh, this flock and how I lead this church has to be from, you know, from the inside, from, and in, from within, it has to come out from me as a Christian. And so that was just a, yeah, that was a great time. There's lots of hiking, lots of good food. And, you know, that, that always helps lots of contemplation, um, on John's porch, lots of contemplation in the desert when my car broke down, lots of <laughs> contemplation in my family's backyard. Yes. Um, but that was, uh, yeah, that was fantastic.
1: Yeah, I, I think for me, certainly a lot of those, uh, a lot of those life giving moments were actually done in um, biblical meditation. And yeah, something that, you know, I've, you know, I'm, I've, I've read about before, I hadn't practiced it really at all um, prior to sabbatical. And so I think having the time and space to do it, I, I spent Uh, you know, a little bit of time, just reading a a bit more about it and then practicing it. And for me, what that looked like was um, uh, taking uh, each day, I would take a fruit of the spirit and meditate on how God demonstrates that particular fruit to his people or to us throughout scripture. And so, for example, you take um, love. And I would, I would think about all the different places that God demonstrates his love um, from, from Genesis to Revelation. And you know most times I wouldn't have a Bible with me, but certainly there were times too where I would have a Bible and just start to flip through and just look for how is God showing his love? And then uh, as I thought about that, I would then think about um, how is he then calling me to display that same sort of love to others around me? And so each day I would take about 15 to 20 minutes and just meditate on each fruit of the spirit and just think about, okay, how does God demonstrate love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control? And then how does he call me to do the same thing? How does he empower me to do the same thing? Uh, that was really that was really good for me. And yeah, just, just helped sharpen my focus a little bit more just on who I'm called to be, right? Like Pearson, what you're saying is, you know, God working on our character, you know, not so much on, on our role, not so much on, you know, our, our, our vocation or our calling as, as pastors, but just as a child of God, um, what is, what is God calling me to do? And so that was really, that was really helpful for me. How about for you, John, some life-giving things that, that you experienced during your
0: sabbatical? Yeah, I think one of them for me was um, getting, being able to worship with other congregations, and I, I can, I feel like in the 12 years that I served at, at WCAAC, you know, I can count probably on two hands the number of times that I was somewhere else on a Sunday morning, you know, like worshiping somewhere else. And so the opportunities to learn from other people, to, to learn with other people, um, and then also not feel like I had to do something that day in the service or, or right after the service, you know that was really life giving for me, and so I really enjoyed kind of visiting different congregations. I think I visited uh, both of your congregations. Uh, obviously, went to a few different ones in Hong Kong. Some of them in languages that I did not fully understand, but it was cool to worship with um, with people that praising the same Jesus. Uh, and so, I, so that was really that was really life giving for me. I think another thing that that I really benefited from early on in the sabbatical was I think about two weeks in I took a little like mini road trip um to visit some friends along like different stops along this road trip but at the end of the road trip uh ended up taking a little personal retreat and uh you know it was it was really just about a day and a half you know uh retreat but had moments of solitude of silence of worship prayer and I think that time really helped me to process. Um, and again, because I was coming off this like long, not just like coming off of ministry, but, but kind of ending my time at a church that I really loved. It, it took time for me to process, you know, and even grieve saying goodbye to that, to that church. And so um, that was really, I think was life-giving. In the moment, it was it was not a, I mean, it was a pleasant process, but I don't think it was a super easy one. But looking back, I'm thankful for those moments because I think it helped me to transition out of that ministry well and set me up for the next thing.
1: Yeah, and as you think about your sabbaticals now, I'm you know as I'm thinking back on it, man, I'm thinking, man, I I really miss my sabbatical, even though it was just you know not too long ago. Uh, but are, how about the opposite of that? Like, are there things that you, looking back at it now, uh, and, and Pearson, as you're in it, in it right now, are there things that you would try to avoid maybe at the, in your next sabbatical, or you would advise somebody else who's going on sabbatical to avoid some things that you would say, uh, you should probably not do this, or you should probably, uh, try to stay away from doing something like that. For for me, as you think about that, I found the last two weeks of my sabbatical, I was, I was getting a bit depressed because I knew it was coming to an end. And I, and I started to like, I don't know, I I guess I panicked a little bit And I just started trying to either like rush to do more things that I wanted to do or rush to, you know, get more things done. And that kind of messed up my, my sabbatical rhythm. And I, and I realized that, you know, looking back at it now, I should have just enjoyed those last two weeks and whatever God had put in front of me, just do that with my whole heart. And so uh, for me, I would say, you know, if there, if there are guys out there, people out there who are taking sabbatical, you know, and and Pearson as you're in one now, the last few weeks, just, just enjoy it. Right. Like, you know, it's coming to an end, but don't freak out about it. You know, don't, (laughs) don't, don't panic over it. Um, uh, Practice some of the things that you've already been doing this sabbatical already. And and just, you know um, yeah. Joyfully accept uh, that the, the closing out of this season, but yeah. But how about you, John, what, 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 uh looking back for you?
0: Yeah. I think one of the things that, I don't know if I avoided it particularly well, but something that I would advise others to um, to at least think through or be aware of was there really was this pressure, at least in the first month, at least um, a, a pressure to produce and to continue producing, because that's kind of the mode that we're in is, we're doing ministry. We're, we're constantly doing that. And, and for me, what it looked like was all of a sudden I'm not serving in my youth group anymore. My Saturday nights are wide open, you know, and part of me like didn't know what to do with myself. And so I kept thinking, well, you know, I, I guess to be productive, I should go volunteer at my friend's youth groups. Like I remember thinking maybe I should go volunteer at your church, Jalen, or or at, you know, at Pearson's church or find a youth group to 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 pour into. Cause like, that's what I've known. And that's what I've done for such a long time. And I really had to be reminded, I'm thankful for some mentors that, that were intentional about reminding me of this, but part of rest, the gift of rest that God gives us is the permission to not produce, you know, like God is saying, you don't have to produce anything during this time, other than to just spend time with me and other than to, to, to enjoy this gift that I'm giving you and he sets the example for us already in creation and that he produced for six days and then on the seventh day he rested and and you know I think that for me there was a temptation is probably not the right word but um, just this built-in pressure to continue achieving and continue producing and I really had to like kind of sit down and tell myself no like the Lord has me on this season, you know, for something. And the season of production is on hold. And that there's gonna be time for that soon, someday, right? I'm gonna get back into it eventually by his grace. But for this season, it was to be intentional about rest. So yeah. But how about you, Pearson? I guess you're still in it. So anything that you're anything that you're avoiding right now. <laughs>
2: No, there's regrets even now. I, I mean, I resonated a lot with what you said. Uh, like the first week of my sabbatical, uh, I just picked up this like super heavy theological book and started going nuts in it. And I was like falling asleep in the afternoons. I'm like, no, like I, I need to get through this book. And I was like, but, but why? Like, why do I need to get through it? And um, I kind of put it down and I thought to myself, like, if I could be like reading anything right now, what would I read? I was like, not a theological work. Is that okay? Um, so I ended up picking uh, The Brothers Karamazov by Dostoevsky because I always wanted to read through that book again, and it was awesome. You know, I just—it's a thick book, but it was just so much to chew on, so much to to marinate on. And I think I wish I had made that decision like much sooner um, because I kept trying to go through this heavy theological book. I kept trying to. Um, find opportunities for self-development like John uh, during my first two weeks. And uh, I mean, those are two weeks, I guess you can say lost to transition. Uh, But part of me just kind of wishes that the transition was a little bit faster. That's part of my character too. I'm just very hasty and things. So that's not always too great. Um, But yeah, I, I really wish I was a little bit more intentional on what could I be doing right now uh, that would really make my heart sing, that would really make me enjoy the Lord uh, and and enjoy his creation? Be very intentional about that too. I think just to add to that too, um, another thing is there's a lot of people uh, who have ideas of what your sabbatical should be Um, And, you know, I had a lot of those said to me, either directly or indirectly, like, oh, you should do this, or oh, you shouldn't do that, you know, when people ask you about your sabbatical. Uh, And I think for me, like, during the first, like, month or two, I I was like, oh, yeah, maybe I should do that, or no, yeah, maybe I should stop doing this. Um, And it wasn't until, like, the third month where I was like, I'm going to smile and and nod, um, but at this point, like, I need to do what I need to do to be with the Lord. And that's going to look different for everyone. There's no ideal uh, picture for what a successful sabbatical or successful time of renewal um, could be. There's no template for that. And that takes a lot of discovery. That takes a lot of intention um, and contemplation.
0: That's the end of our episode. Thanks for joining us today on the Bamboo Pastors Podcast. Make sure to subscribe to the pod on whatever platform you listen to us on. Rate and review us and check in every week as we explore the joys and challenges of ministry in the Chinese church. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Bamboo Pastors. See you next time.